Okay, now here we are, the second episode of Mitch and His Dad. I am Mitch Marzoni, here as always with my dad. There you go, that's that's all there was to the intro. Episode 2. Did I say, I did say episode 2, right? Yes, you did, you okay, did, but just... I'm, 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 I'm making it, you know, like a Roman numeral. No, I understand, I, I get it. Um, See what you, I'm... Are, are, were you doing air quotes there? Putting bunny ears in the air, like the two? I don't know. No. no nothing like that, <laughs> Well, it's just funny because the first episode, as I was hitting record to do the intro, you went episode one. So it sounded, <laughs> it sounds exactly like, you know, it, it sounds like that was intentional. Like I just grabbed your voice and threw episode one in the beginning, but you just, it's the timing. So people yeah. at home, when you're listening to this podcast, I want you to know that, that dad calls me on Skype and, and I always go, okay, I'm going to do the intro. And I go to hit record and he immediately starts into a conversation. So I always have to do the intro like three or four times because he's, and then he's laughing and then I'm laughing. So it's a mess. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe the intro is not necessary. I don't know. I just like to, you know, get, it's just good to have a, um, okay. I'm one for ritual. I just am doing things a certain way. I know I'm a pain in the ass. It's just ritual, ritual and repetition. They, They keep people coming back. Well, I had to rush up and fix my dinner for myself tonight. <clears throat> and uh, how was how was that? Tuesday nights I'm on my own, so mm-hmm. if I don't pick up something at the uh, central market to eat, prepared meal type thing, I end up cooking something. Okay. All right. So what I wanted to bring up is we we uh, we we tend in today's society all think think of inventions and innovation as some sort of high tech thing sure you know when you think of innovation today we're thinking of google or somebody sure apple or somebody but actually the food companies have more innovation than anybody yes uh, and I would say, when I say food companies, I mean anybody that's got a product in a grocery store. So it could be a detergent company or, you know, whatever. Well, I wouldn't call that a food company. That would. Well, that's a Procter and Gamble's a food company, but they're more known for their toothpaste and the detergents and every other product. Okay. I'll get back to Procter and Gamble in a moment. I, I, you you have like a six hour rant. Uh, how much you love Procter and Gamble? I love Procter and Gamble, but but anyway, uh, I'm a grocery fanatic. I do my own grocery shopping. I love the atmosphere of the groceries. I like to go into a high ticket grocery store. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I don't like cheapy grocery stores. I like it, you know, high end people shopping in there. I like that. Anyway, sure. sure. <clears throat> my latest exciting product in the grocery aisle is the standalone taco shell. Standalone taco shell. Now, well, that? you know, for years, you'd go in there to buy taco shells, and, you, and, and they, you, you can't do anything. They're flopping over. You're trying to put the meat and the lettuce and the avocado and the tomatoes and the onions and the cheese, and you, you got to hold them with your hand while you fill it up, and then you got to get the second one. You hold the first one. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> It's a mess. So this is a major. You have to understand that I'm picturing, I'm picturing those late night infomercials where they're like tired of holding the taco, yeah. and it's always some ridiculous person like trying to cut a piece of paper, whatever the thing is to try to sell. It's something okay, we, we well, all know how to do, and it's like I just imagine you holding this taco shell, and it's like. 
can't get all your toppings in your taco shell. I'm tired of holding it with oh. one... You know. they, what they would be selling, you know, is a stand to stand your tacos. I, I realize that. Okay, that's what they would be selling. Just, it just sounds like a solution in need of a problem. But, you know, go ahead. But anyway, so, so along comes Old El Paso brand, and they come up with a taco shell quite, quite easily done, I'm sure, that has a flat bottom. Okay. And then mm-hmm. the wall of the taco goes up from the flat bottom. So you could take a single taco on a plate or whatever you're using and sit it down and it sits because the bottom is flat. It's not rounded. Okay. Then you can just, you know, that's just what I had tonight. I had six tacos. Nice. These were small tacos, so don't get excited. But they're standalone tacos. I put them in a thing. You just stand them up and you fill them up with all the stuff. I mean, it makes life so much more enjoyable. (laughs) That's, that enriches your life, being able to stand oh, yeah. a taco on oh, a plate? Absolutely. Oh, my God. I mean, it makes it easier to do. It's easier to eat the thing. You can take a bite out of this and set it down. You ever think of that? You can't do that with a taco. you got to hold it while you're eating it. <laughs> now you Again, can... like, I honestly, look, I'm all for, like, making things easier and more enjoyable in life. But I honestly, <laughs> never in my life. Sat down and went, you know what the problem with the friggin' taco is, kids? <laughs> <laughs> and and well, you got, you I'm have saying. enormous hands, so you could fit, you could hold four taco shells in one hand. In between your fingers, you could put a taco and, in. And I can't talk. I got to use the hands when I'm talking. So the, the, the <laughs> point is. <laughs> That's the, the old is, joke. There's so many problems that are solved by these innovative grocery companies. I mean, it's just. It's amazing to me with the things they can do. You know, there was the olden days when Mama used to want to make a cake, okay? Uh-huh. She had to go get the eggs. She had to get the flour. She had to get the butter. She got to mix it all up and puff it around. It's it's an all-day thing. But along comes Pillsbury cake mix where it's already mixed in the mix. You just put it in the pan and put it in the oven. It's a cake. See what I'm saying? I, I do, but but I had these are joys of life. Is all these? I, I get that. I, I what was yeah. one of the more interesting things I had read many years ago, um, and it's a fun. It's sort of an interesting way to think about it. Um, was that the the amount of time one spends in the kitchen today making a meal, say for a family, or, or yeah. whatever, is. Yeah. Almost the exact same amount of time that you would have spent making a meal and cleaning and all that stuff back, you know, a hundred, two hundred years ago. I don't think so. Well, it sounds it sounds goofy, but but there's no way. But like, okay, let's. You're say, talking about baking bread instead of pulling it out of the freezer and throwing a toaster. I mean, come on. Well, I mean th- that. I just mean like a meal per se. I mean, what I'm saying is like between. You mean like, after that is broth there. <laughs> After the bread is baked, you're talking about. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, really, it's just sort of if you if you weight everything equally. Yeah, you might save five minutes on the bread, but you're st- but the time that you you don't have to sit there and wait for the bread, you're preparing all the other stuff. So you're still spending X amount that of time. Is, I can I tell you that is a terrible statistic. It, it made a lot more sense in a in a in a. Take it from someone who loves <laughs> cooking in his own kitchen. I, I get. It. I, I mean, just in my lifetime, there's a difference of probably half. I mean, okay. perhaps, when I first perhaps. started cooking in my kitchen, 
you know, which is a long many years ago, mm-hmm. to today, I guarantee it takes half the time now. Half. Well, like when I make uh, when I make spaghetti, you know, I mean, obviously that I buy the I buy the the uh, classico sauce, so I'm not. You making... mean you mean to say pasta? Well, why why am I saying spaghetti? Well, unless it's a spaghetti cut of pasta, that's pasta. Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about. When I'm making, you know, uh, oh, wait, uh, <laughs> spaghetti carbonara. There you go. Yeah, okay. There. When I'm making spaghetti carbonara. Um, okay. Uh, you know, I I I got to I got to defrost the meat, you know. So yeah. that's that's an amount of time that that wouldn't have been there in the, in olden days, really. You would have just you just had the meat. Can I give you a time out on that? <laughs> I mean, you is, can't, this I'm just, is this meat for dinner to start with? As opposed to meat for what? Playtime? Lunch? Is it lunch or dinner? Oh no, meat? this is dinner. This is dinner. Okay. So what you're going to do is when you wake up in the morning. Uh-huh. You go get the meat out of the fridge and you put it in downstairs in the refrigerator. And by the time you're ready to cook it that evening, it's already thawed out. That sounds great if you're one of those people who plans that far in advance. Well, that's not a mental giant fooling with that now. That's uh, you know, that's an everyday event. Well, but I, it's not. I'm not. I I, I don't. Eat, I eat like one big meal a day, and then I have little meals and little you know fruit and stuff like that. Um, so I'm not like you know I'm not cooking every night anymore. I used to when I was working from home. I cooked every day, and I would do that in the morning, maybe. Well, yeah. not morning, <laughs> put morning in quotes on that one. Um, yeah. But uh, <clears throat> but you know these days I, I I don't I I mean when I feel hungry I want to eat like I I regulate my eating based on what my body feels like, and uh, and I have noticed like I've I've had friends that were. Uh, considerably overweight in my time and it seems like they have a schedule for when they eat and oh. uh and whenever i've ever you know and and i'll eat with them every time because i'll uh, finally eat finally eat but but i pretty much only eat when my stomach is like hey it's time to get some food um and so that's when i eat and so if i go hanging out with people who eat like on a regular schedule i'll eat with them but unfortunately, and I think that's how you gain all the weight. I think if you just listen to your stomach, you'd be a, on a safer bet there. I mean, you know, I wake up at six o'clock in the morning. Now, if I woke up, you know, if I went to a nine to five job, most people take their lunch around twelve or one, right? I I take my lunch around twelve or one, but I've been there since six o'clock in the morning. I've been awake since five. So I got you. You know, what I'm saying like my day is over by the time I have lunch. I eat lunch and then I, you know, go back to the office, finish up a couple of things, hop in the car, go home, and then I won't eat the rest of the day. Or I'll have a an apple when I get home. Occasionally, you know, I'll have a sandwich or uh, I eat I, those little uh, cherry tomatoes. I have some of those. Those are good. I now have an Italian story. All right. Get to the because I got I got topics, so this better be good. All right, well, this uh, these these things here are, are right. very short snippets. All right, go ahead. This is what I would call a snippet. Sure. Because we're talking about food. Yeah, that's fine. My Italian grandfather, which I'm named after, I'm the third, in fact. But you won't say. Uh, I'm not still allowed to say your name. No. Okay. And uh, you could he, say, I, you know, I, I can verify that I can't. I can verify that he is, in fact, the third in a long line of people with his exact name. All right. Okay. Now, my grandfather, who I was very close to and loved very dearly, was closer to him than my dad, actually. Anyway, uh, 
he was a very thin person. He was always thin. If you see pictures of him when he's, you know, a young guy back in the 19th century, all the way till into his mid 70s when he passed away, he was always thin. One of the reasons he was thin, I think, is because he was always a very active kind of guy. I mean, it wasn't that he wasn't eating. But he sits me down one time, and I remember him talking at the table, and we were watching one of my uncles, one of his children, eat. And he was eating, you know, pretty much gobbling down some meatballs. Mm-hmm. And my grandfather, who we called Dad, he says, Now, your uncle does what I call lives to eat. (laughs) (laughs) He said, some people eat to live, which made me think of you when you were just talking about you eat when you're hungry. Sure, sure. I actually believe that your weight will never be a problem if you eat when you're hungry. You know what I mean? In other words, if you don't eat, people that eat regular meal like on a regular period or something they're usually heavy yeah because a lot of times they're eating when they shouldn't be eating they're not even hungry yeah you know enough to be eating but i always remember him talking about there's two kind of people there's people that eat to live which would be you and people who live to eat that's all that was my snippet that's it now you can get into your programming I, i will i will add to that that i only recently probably in the last two years actually genuinely started to enjoy food and any like beyond like oh this is this will work yeah like i i before that it was like look i'll shovel it in my mouth i would prefer it tasted good but like i i i was genuinely hoping that somebody would come along with a tube that would have all the nutrients and i could just hit it yeah. with my fist and it would squirt it all in my mouth and i'm good for the day i would like 2001 that. a space odyssey yeah I'm still yeah. actually secretly kind of hoping for that because I would I would be all, if I could find a food or a something that would give me all the nutrients I would need in a given day and my calories and everything else in yeah. one fell swoop that would be it that'd be all I ever eat because I, I I'm well you, you know your your body type fits that description I'm just I'm actually what it is what I say is that I'm such a geek that like. I get obsessed with things, you know, I, I get, and, and like my computer and stuff, you know, like I'll, you know, I started learning how to program programs for applications for the iPhone. Like I'm, I'm learning how to do that. I'm writing all this code. And if I have to go to the bathroom, like I, it will, I'll wait till I have to blow up before I get up. Cause I'm no, like, no, 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 give me another minute. And I'm just, you know, yeah, I'm like that. So I hate getting up and going to the fridge or going to the bathroom Somebody calls me, I, I want to, like, curse at them. You know, most of the time it goes to voicemail. You know, anyway. Yeah. So, that, eating gets in the way of that. All right, so, I will I will start off by saying that uh, so far I've heard nothing but, but immense praise and compliments to the podcast. Really? So, we're doing very well. I haven't heard anything like that or don't know where, and where I would go to hear it, really. Well, I was actually wondering, because you had said, Jitty, your, your wife, uh, some of the people she works with had wanted to hear it. Did they? Do you know if they heard it or anything? Or did you not tell them or what? Uh, uh, I wouldn't know what to tell them, frankly. 
Well, I mean, Would they yeah. go to iTunes? Is that yeah, what they do? Yeah, they can go to iTunes and search for Mitch with a Z, and uh, it's the only thing that shows up. All right, well, uh, that's simple enough for me to do. I'll, I'll do that this week. Yeah. And they can actually go back and listen to last week, right? Absolutely, yeah. They can listen to everything. Um, okay, yeah, I'll do that this week. I wasn't sure how to do that. Because, so. well, see, I was trying to do it myself, you know yeah. what I mean? Right. Off right. of that email you sent me where it had the link thing I could just click on. Sure, sure. Some reason, in the process of downloading iTunes, which I have to do in order to, you know, I have to download it. To some degree, sure, yeah. What do you mean, to some degree? Well, it wouldn't well, let me go past the free anyway. Anyway, go ahead. So I'm on there trying to download it, and they ask me all these questions. You know, you need to do this, you need to do that. And uh, I must have screwed up something because I, I couldn't get to, I well, couldn't get you'll it. Have to, you'll have to do it where I can see your screen, and I'll walk you through it. I'm sure it's very simple. Okay, good. Let's yeah, do that. No, problem. Uh, no but I, I understood that she is talking to people she worked with, and you said they're waiting for it to go up on iTunes. You didn't hear yes. anything about that. You didn't hear what they, if they heard no. it or anything. Okay. Well, I've I've heard great things. A friend of mine, a close friend of mine in Phoenix, my friend Sean, uh, he called me because I called him and I said, "Look, I just recorded that podcast I was telling you about that I was really excited to do with my dad. So check it out, you know." And, yeah. Uh, so he called me like the next day, and he was like, "I must have listened to that like twice, three times." You know, he's like, "I loved it," and he's like, "He was like, I was telling ever been telling everybody about it." He's like, "I," he was like, "I can't wait to hear more." He was just ecstatic about the whole thing. Did they tell you what parts of it they love so much? Well, I will say that everyone, um, just as I expected, um, had two things that I knew that they would say. First and <laughs> foremost was like. I want to hang out with your dad. That was the number one. That was the number one thing. They were all like, I want to hang out with your dad. Oh, God. The second thing, and probably the reason, well, some of the reason they wanted to hang out with you is like, what the hell is that guy hiding? (laughs) (laughs) Now, there's something they'll never know. I know, but I can't tell you how many people were like, did you ask him off the air? I'm like, I can't ask him anything that... I was like, if I if I asked him on the air, you just wouldn't hear the answer if I had asked him. I said, there's just certain things I can't ask because we're over phone lines and whatever have you. So I didn't know. I don't I don't know anything about. They're like, what's the really bad thing he did? I was like, don't know. Not going to even speculate. Have no idea. You're free to do it. And and of course, their imaginations run wild due to the conversation we were having. But uh but, uh, well, yeah. let it run because that's what makes it fun is people I, <laughs> wondering, you know, they're wondering and they're giving their own opinion and all that stuff. That, well, that makes it exciting. Well, I had checked just before we started this to see how many people had uh, subscribed to it or are waiting for the next one. And in the, la- in the week. What do you mean subscribe to it? Like they went on iTunes, checked it out. and I, Well, actually, I should say either they listened to the full episode all the way through. Or that went through iTunes and subscribed and listened to it. One of the two. I see. I got you. So between those two things, in one week, we have over 100 people have listened to it. you got to be kidding. I am not. Jeez. And, you know, that'll be word of mouth from those 100. That's what I'm saying. So this yeah. next one's going to double up. Because it's actually just been like a steady... Obviously, when it first went live, live it was, it was huge. And then... Um, and then, uh, and then after that, you know, a couple people here and there, you know, throughout the week. So clearly, you know, word of mouth. Yeah. 
Oh my God! Some guys just uh, sorry. What um, happened? I just I I put up a, a there was this I'm on Twitter you know and this uh, the people can just you know like follow you on Twitter you don't you don't approve it or anything they just go I want to see what this guy is saying more often I want it to come into my inbox all the time whenever he talks whenever he says something to the world and some for some reason these people followed me called like the. Uh, what was it called? Like reverends off the record or something like that? Uh, yeah. A priest something or other. Gosh, what was it? I don't know. Something like that. Ranting reverends, it's called. And I think that they think, because their whole thing is like, oh, we want you know Christian preachers and so on and so forth to, to speak off the cuff you know, and give us the real inside scoop. And I think oh. that they think that I'm a friggin' Christian. And so they started following me. So there are now religious people following me. And I haven't bitched about God on Twitter in about a week, which is like a record for me. Um, and so now I've got people who are like, because I actually quoted the Bible about a week and a half, a little over a week ago, I quoted the Bible. Because I was talking about the Crystal Cathedral here in Southern California had shut down. They went bankruptcy. You're kidding me. <laughs> no. And I, I, California's done, man. Yeah, well, They're done. It, Put a fork in them. <laughs> <laughs> As you used to say when I was a kid and we watched a horror movie, it's church. Yeah, that's right. He used to go, she's church, and then the person would There die. you go. That would yeah, be the end of that. that. Uh, so, well, as I say, that, so that, that's something I was, uh, <laughs> was going to mention to you something. Go ahead. A friend of mine brought this up back in the 80s in Houston. Right. If you watch a movie, not necessarily the best movies, but movies in general, if somebody coughs in the movie, they're going to die. Okay. You know, it's like they're getting sick, and they don't know how to tell you they're getting sick in the movie. You know, like they can't show, you know, the arm falling off or something. So the, the person will cough. Well, that's the first sign they're getting ready to have some kind of serious problem. Just keep an eye on that next time you go to the movie. That's okay. another snippet. That's, okay, that's, moving that's right fair. along. That's fair. That's fair. Um, snippets flow into my brain, you know, without I control. I am okay with snippets. I'm not I mean, in control of the snippets. Not a, not a problem with the snippets. So, so, this, so, so, control. so what I, when the Crystal Cathedral went, you know, went bankrupt, when the news came out about them going bankrupt. I can't believe it. What happened to that guy who was on there for 70 years or something? Uh, What's his name? I, I don't know. I'm trying it's, not to. Yo, he died, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, that the lead guy died and his son yeah. took over. But oh, you know, that's I mean, this is this is like the home of the of the like sending in your money will save the sick and do the hand on the head and yeah, just just the worst kind of. <laughs> I mean, like not the worst kind of people, but like very very high up on the bad people list for like exploiting people's beliefs for um, financial gain, which. Which happens on on every side of the spectrum. This is why I have a huge problem with hippies. Is because because hippies don't trust any like governments and, and corporations, so they get into these communes. And what happens is that that they'll buy into things like acai berry and anything Eastern. They're like, oh, they know it all, and you know anything any Chinese medicine. They're oh gosh, ginseng and whatever. And it's all horse shit. It's just, you know, a different... It's a religion from the other side of the world, but it's still a religion, so it's friggin' horse shit. Um, and, and, and so these people, you know, the same kind of thing. And, and so there's companies out there that will exploit... Oh, you want to avoid government corporate? Well, here's a secret pill that they don't want you to know about. The FDA, you don't trust them. Which is like, the FDA is about one of the most 
above the water government organizations you'll find, and I think you'd probably agree with that. Um, the FDA? Yeah. Why would you think they're so pristine? I wouldn't say pristine, but certainly, like, if you have to trust the FDA versus some wingnut on the street, oh yeah, choose the FDA. The and thing pr- is, the thing about the FDA, the FDA is, is everybody. It's outside of the FDA. It is just some wingnut on the street most of the time. Go ahead. Thing, the thing about the FDA is, you want them to be trusted. <laughs> I mean, this is fair. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't want to be wondering about the FDA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll grant anyway. you that, yeah. But I mean, I I, I haven't so heard a lot top... of huge scandals. So, but anyway, so the Crystal Cathedral went under. It was it was you know it went bankrupt, and I had quoted scripture to them. I see. Because it was like ha ha. Because I said you know it's easier for a uh, for a camel to fit through the head of a needle than for a rich man to get into the kingdom. It would be the uh, eye of the needle. What did I say? Just a needle? Yeah, the eye of the needle. You said the, the, the head of the needle. Oh, eye of the needle. You're right. My apologies. Okay. Um, I probably said eye. I may have said head. Um, but you know, rich people have found other quotes in the Bible to offset that. <laughs> I, I know. I know. You, <laughs> I, look, Christians are, are just masters of like, well, well, hold on now. And I read a whole article where this Christian was like, well, now, if you're taking that out of context, now what they were talking everything's like, well, no, you can't nail us on that because of some other horse crap. So whatever. You know, every night before I go to sleep, <laughs> I read one verse of the Bible. Oh, and now one verse could brain. be... One verse could be like five words. You know, you know how it is. I'm sure you've seen yeah, a verse. Yeah, I think you're right. A verse is not like stuff. a paragraph. It's like a sentence. Yeah, yeah. So last night I had a very puzzle. A lot of puzzling things happen when you read just a verse at a time. But this one blew me away because this was in red, which means Jesus said this. I can't even quote it. But basically it was talking about that... I mean, it sounded to me like people that are married or have families are not going to heaven. I mean, that's what it sounded like. It was like if you're married, it's not good. You you won't get the same blessings or some such thing. Which uh, I guess that's I guess that's possible that he said that, but I can't believe it. I, what are you I, doing? I see you. You're I off. Was, I was, I, some guy was quoting scripture. Is what I, my whole point of this whole thing is that I said the thing about the 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 eye of the needle and the camel and the rich man and the granting yeah. reverence people followed me. And then some other guy just recently quoted. He said he said like yesterday he wrote now following Reverend Mitch it is easier for a camel. To, you know he quoted the thing. Yeah. And then today he just out of nowhere you can do a thing called a reply, which is like you're just sending a message to the person, but other people can see it. Is this a typed reply or a, yeah, a typed reply? Not not like a. It's not a real reply. They call it a reply, but I didn't talk to the guy at all. I was like, I'm just going to ignore him and think. Hopefully, he'll go away God. the next time I tweet God. about God. And he just wrote like Palms one six at Rev Mitch. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will be destroyed. And I just wrote back, if you're following me to quote scripture, you can stop now. This is the most polite I will be about that. So I'm giving him fair. Now, honestly, normally that guy would get his ass handed to him for like 20 minutes straight. I but I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit more tolerant for morons. Yeah. And, and so I'm. I'm, I'm in favor of being tolerant for morons. I'm in favor of that. You know, I'm trying to be. I'm really trying. 
Um, and I just, you know, it's it's just one of the, so it just grates on my nerves in a way that I can't describe when somebody comes into my world and starts talking about Jesus. It just, you know, what we should do. Uh, all right, hey, go ahead. What we should do is we should have you bring up whatever it is you want to bring up, and then when you get through with your bring it up, then I bring up something. Well, what do you got? What do you got to bring up? I haven't really. Because my things are short. They're not. Well, yours, yours is kind of like a book. <laughs> you know, mine is the you know like a note. Well, I'm trying to encourage discussion, so I that see. was not. I'll grant you that was not a. That was a terrible. I shouldn't have mentioned it, but anybody listening to this, oh, no, that was good that I found that out. I, I found out it. something there. I mean, I learned that the Crystal Cathedral went bankrupt. That was, you know, that's a stunning thing for me to think of. I can't even imagine. Ironically, I want to say thank God for that. But uh, go ahead. What's, there what's you go. Got? That'd be good. Yeah. Well, I wanted to mention a golf item. Oh really? Which, really? That's where we're going? Come on, really? Well, it's it's an interesting item though. I got it's you not. For another half it's not hour. normal oh, golf. And when I bring up something, it's not going to be a normal. It's just like the food thing. Sure. Okay. I mean that that was a taco story that no one thought. Of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I want to bring up about the golf thing is, this is mainly for people that don't even play golf. This men that I'm bringing this up. Okay. In golf. Day. The equipment that they sell and market and gets expensive and is now a store in every corner, Golf Smith and, you know, Las Vegas Golf. And, I mean, there's all these different companies that have stores. It's nothing but golf, Golf Galaxy. I mean, it's like golf stuff, real expensive anyway. But what has happened to me, being senior now, once you turn 50, you're considered a senior golfer. So I would qualify for that that uh, note and uh, for years I've played different types of Titleist equipment the name of the company is Titleist I know about Titleist I have a sticker on the back of my car you know I'd rather be driving a Titleist you know that kind of thing okay. so um, <laughs> you're one of those yeah you hit the drive yeah, yeah. so so uh Titleist usually makes clubs, I guess you would say, for the better golfer. You know, they're forged iron, they're more expensive, they're they're not what they call forgiveness clubs, which they make too, other companies. Nike, I assume. Well, Nike makes a little bit of everything, yeah. They, as long as Tiger Woods is around, Nike will be making golf. When Tiger stops playing Nike, they're out of business. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't touch a Nike golf. But anyway. Right. Uh, <clears throat> I've heard that from. I'm a Titleist guy. Right. I've heard that from the from, but from I've golfing gotten a point enthusiasts. In the golfing life where I can't score as well with the regular golf clubs from Titleist. So they have come out with a brand called the AP One. Uh, I think the AP stands for Advanced Performance. But it's made with what's called game improvement clubs, which I hate the thought of that because that's like a hacker guy that doesn't know how to play golf. Sure, sure. But because I don't have the same dexterity, power, hand speed, all that <clears throat> that I used to have, I'm having to go with this just new kind of golf club. And this this doesn't this wouldn't maybe stand for aging person. Well, you know, I actually do you know I actually thought of that. <laughs> I imagine you would have. You're like, no. this better mean advanced performance. I looked than up an aging on the Titleist website as soon as I saw these AP one because they have an AP one and an AP two. 
As soon as I saw that, I thought, okay, AP could be Arnold Palmer. Oh, but he doesn't, yeah, that's true. But he doesn't play Titleist Golf Club. But anyway, so I went to their website, and I think it said advanced performance, I think is what they're trying to promote sure. with that AP. Okay. But anyway, I don't want to make a big, long story of that. Just wanted to tell you that that's the way life is. You know, I've been playing golf since I'm eight years old. <clears throat> yeah. So we're talking, you know, six decades. Mm-hmm. And it's suddenly gotten to the point where I cannot play at the level I used to play. So I'm having to change golf. Well, believe me, it's a, it's a hard thing to do. Just to suddenly realize, you know, that I got to go to a game improvement club. You know. Yeah, well, I mean, that's... Pretty well, pretty bad. Okay, go on to your next thing. Uh, let's see here. See how quick that is with my that golf? Was, that was, was about two minutes. I'm just afraid I have nothing to add to that. It's all, it's all no, good. No, you, you it's don't okay. have anything it's to okay. add, I'm sure. You, well, uh, you let's add see, I got you, I've got you for another 20-something minutes here, 20, 23 minutes, so... 23 minutes for what? Yeah, yeah. Well, for the podcast, because you see, you go at quarter, quarter to six. Well, quarter to six my time, quarter to eight your time. Stop. Yeah, it's actually yeah, it's actually twenty five minutes. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's so twenty something minutes. So. Yeah, that's a long time. Well, I mean, you know, maybe. So I'm just trying to. Well, I will say this. Um, you were right. La- this confused a lot of people. Apparently, like I had so many people asking about the a water thing, or like I say a water. Who says a water? You know, um, when we talked last week about water, and I and I I randomly said because i thought that you had originally said a water when you said you wouldn't uh-uh. when you were, yeah i did yeah uh-huh. i know yeah look i'm just i'm pointing it out <laughs> i was wrong i thought okay. that you said that so i repeated it and then afterwards like i was like where did that come from and then yeah, when I, listened I, know, to it, you, I was like you, the old i must have just been like oh he said <laughs> a water i would never say a water otherwise and then it made sense why you said but you wouldn't say a water and I was like, "Why are you saying that?" Because I didn't realize I said it. <laughs> well, I, I think it, I think no. a water is actually uh, quite uh, necessary when you're ordering a specific water bottle water. Sure, sure. I think it. I think it fits to that. I mean, that's what I was. That's the point I was making. Sure, I mean, it's it's a silly. Uh, but that, it's funny that that became a discussion. Yeah, I couldn't believe. I honestly couldn't believe how many people. Along with my ties to the La Casa Nostra. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm leaving that one. That's a, you said it, not me. <laughs> well, on a on a slightly serious note, and and for anybody who's lived in New Orleans. New York and Phoenix. You know what are you going to do? I Phoenix of all places. No yeah, place. I the mean, bananas. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. What are you going to do? <laughs> well, I was going to. I was going to make a kind of a, a, a so semi-serious point about what I huh? what I really like. What kind of my hope was for the podcast in the beginning is when you and I had talked right around the time that Obama was elected and I know that that upset you greatly and I said you know what to me that the the one thing that I want to see out of all of this cuz I don't really care beyond you know like I, I we said it before like politics or politics crap's going to happen or it's not going to happen the ebb and the flow is just going to yeah. happen you know not a whole lot we can do and probably not a lot of big change doesn't matter so what I was hoping for in amongst his getting elected, and it's the exact opposite thing that's happened, unfortunately. 
I said, what I'm hoping for is an end to all this red state, blue state crap. Because I hadn't, you know, heard that really at all. Like in my life, when Clinton was around, I'll grant you I was younger. But high school kids today talk about politics. We didn't talk about squat for politics in high school, not in class. Well, that's because, that's because the media is so massive now. I, yeah, I mean, I think there's certain, yeah, there certainly has to be. But I also, you know, the joke I would make on stage is I think the problem was that we couldn't ignore Bush because he was like your neighbor's yapping dog. <laughs> you know, and you were like, no, I just want to, I'm just trying to enjoy my life, and here's this friggin' dog yapping at 4 a.m., and you're like, just, I'm trying to sleep. Would you screw off already? So it's like, I try as I might to ignore the guy, and I, believe me, I tried. Uh, the yapping dog was just always there, and I, I feel like it could be just the media, but I'm just saying. I don't like this... I don't like a separation of uh, groups, for one. I hate groups. Uh, and I and I and I have a an issue with black and white. I have an issue with all that stuff. Like in any, and I, this is gonna sound like some kind of like loser spiel here, but like I have a lot of different friends that hang out in various pockets of each other. You know, these four friends know each other. These five friends, you know, these twenty people know each other. And yeah. I know a lot of these groups, but I never. Never, since as long as I can remember in my life, I've never felt connected to any given group. If I was hanging out with what they call the goth kids, you know, I always felt like, well, I'm too punk for them or I'm too metal. If I'm hanging out with the metal guys, I'm like, well, I'm too goth or I'm too punk or I'm too straight-laced. You know, if I wear a suit to work, I'm like, well, I'm too, you know, crazy alternative guy with a mohawk and piercings. You know, and if I'm out with the piercings people, I'm like, I don't have enough piercings. I don't have enough tattoos. I don't have. So in every group that I, I've tried to hang out with, I'm, you know, I can hang out with a lot of different weird groups, but I never feel like I belong to any group. So I just hate groups. And this is like online. There's a lot of social networks and they inevitably it starts as like, look, there's millions of people. You can connect with anybody, which excites me because I just like people. And then inevitably, some asshole stands up and goes, um, excuse me, can we get groups? I want a special group for just people who like pink hair and chihuahuas, you know? And then I'm like, why do you have to separate yourself? Because now you're just going to talk to the same assholes you always talk to that agree on everything. I, that's freaking lame. And it's stupid and it's exclusionary and I hate it. And so I don't like this red state, blue state crap. So what I really like about this podcast and one of my biggest hopes for the thing, if I could stand up on the soapbox here, is that my friends genuinely enjoy listening to you and me and the banter. And I think that I guarantee you there's some liberal friends I have and liberal people who would listen to the show that would be way on my side and then hear what you have to say and be like, I don't agree with it, but you know what? I've never heard it make more sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, I now I get it. I don't think every Republican's, a, you know, an asshole or whatever. And I think vice versa, I, or I hope, that, that somebody on the extreme right wing that's like, oh, those liberals are all this, blah, 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 would listen and go, you know what, this guy's got a point. And I, you know, that's symmetry. Uh, that's sort of breaking down those borders. So Yeah, I would be, uh, that would be uh, different, I would say. But you know, uh, you got to realize it happened so fast that people in your generation probably didn't even notice it. But the amount of media that's 
on the job now, including people that are not paid media, they just think they're media, mm-hmm. that <laughs> the coverage of items of silly amount of interest is just unbelievable, even by major networks. But it was NBC, I believe. I could be corrected on this, but it was NBC who, during the Clinton administration, uh, during one of the Clinton elections, I think it was, I think it was uh, when he uh, beat uh, George H. W. Bush. They're the ones who started the blue and the red map uh. for states. Not not just during the election, you're saying? Or are you talking specifically during the election? During the election, that's what started the red and the blue states, was the election, the presidential election. That's the way they showed the map. And they said, okay, all the blue states are this and all the red states are for that. So that kind of spread to where now it's it's actually used in connotations to do with liberal and conservative and all of that. Well, he's a blue state or a red state, you know. Right, right. Which is, I mean, that's like, I think the thing that I would have, that I object to when it comes to grouping people is things like polls, for instance. When they do a poll, you know, and they're trying to get a, I don't like that. That, that to me, and I think the reason I don't like it is so many of them are counter to anything that I know that people believe. I mean, in other words, if I look at, friends or clients of mine which are all over the country and I see a you know some sort of a poll that says something that's counter to anything that I or anybody I know would think it kind of makes me leery of the poll you know it's the poll is not true in my opinion is it's like the poll is fitting whoever it is paying for the poll yeah well what I think what's interesting and I'm glad you brought that up is because like, for instance, you had said last week, you were like, you, you said, you know, California is an entirely different universe. And, and oh, yeah. to some degree, I, I see where you're coming from. But to some other degree, whenever I talk about a shifting of society or a shifting of popular opinion towards or against a given thing, I'm not basing that on here in California, a couple of dudes I know. I'm basing that on, like, I look around and I see a, an, a resounding amount of... of dissidents from one side or another i mean i, I could do the tea party thing for instance while the, that's you're nary to find any of those out here in california really maybe five or six and they have a little private parties i accidentally ran into one one night but uh they, they're few and far between but i know that that's a phenomena i know that people are talking about that there's a sway towards hey hey hold on you're now you're taxing us too much now this is happening we don't want this socialist health you know all this different stuff and people getting paranoid about their money and it's ironic because it's just the rich taking advantage of the poor yet again and the poor are like they're trying to take our money and it's like no they're not really because you don't have any money that they want to take they don't want anybody taking their money and they're letting you think that they're going to take your money so they can piggyback it off of the millions of people who would get upset about that because you don't have any money to start with so having even less makes you feel like you're dead poor and they make up in they make up figures that don't exist and they make up people that don't exist in real life and you know yeah but i know that that exists 
I guess. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, like, I genuinely see, you know, patterns that move towards things that friends of mine and I talk about, yes, here in California, but elsewhere. I'm online all the time. I've got friends and fans and whatever have you all over the world that I talk to. And, you know, uh, granted, they all a, speak English, do they? Well, obviously, if they didn't, I would I would have a tough time talking to them online. <laughs> so they wouldn't count. I don't know what you mean. Well, I mean, isn't there a way that technology has figured out a way where if if you're talking to somebody from Spain that uh, yeah, it would come yeah. up. Yeah, you know what I mean? Tra- live like translating, a, yeah, live translating, yeah. yeah. Or, or, or like a, a text message or an email. They write it. When it comes to you, it comes in English. They sure. write it in Spanish. And sure. Is yeah, that, that, a, yeah, that, is that, that happens. happens? or? Yeah, I've had a few conversations like that, but it, it's always, you know, there's I mean, that letter. technology exists, I guess. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Or uh-huh. I, can, I could pull up an IM and start typing in English, and then when I hit return, it sends it to a translator and then sends it to them in their language, yeah. Snippet, snippet. Yeah, no, it's that, that absolutely exists. I don't generally have those conversations, and I'll grant you the sample size is 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 swung towards my direction because anybody who would listen to my comedy would be like, you know what? I'll bet you this guy's all about the Jesus, and you know. <laughs> I got you know, something to ask you about. I should do this when we're not on live. I, I mean, mean, you could ask me if I don't want to. It has that. to do with your name, your M I T C Z. Okay, go ahead. Well, if I was a marketing company, uh-huh. I would say your name is Mitzi. Okay. M I T C Z. Mitzi's. I've I've had a lot of people pronounce it just Mitz. M I T S. But of. it's Mitz with the Z. I know, but a lot of people end up pronouncing it Mitz, which is. But isn't close that the name of like a former? Uh, a former moon? Uh, female. What? I don't know what you're... Uh, Missy. Did you have a girlfriend named Mitzi? Oh, Missy. Missy. Oh, Missy. Okay. <laughs> well, that does I've used that name spelled that way since for, for, well, 50, I, I, I'm for just 15 saying years. It. No, but it, nobody ever calls me that. In other words, if you were coming up with different names to say something like for a license plate. Sure. And your name was Mitzi... Or you wanted to put Mitzi's name, you could put M I T C Z, and that is Mit Z. I feel like that's not at all how people would pronounce it. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I it's feel like that's up. not. That's what it is. Now, here's what I want to ask you. Go ahead. Did you okay. watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? I haven't watched it recently. I, I have several of the seasons. I've got the first five seasons on DVD, but I haven't watched it. In seen the one where, where he's. Preparing for his big concert, and he ends up not going to it because he. Oh, that's like yeah, that's like the pre. That was the yeah, that was the 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 trailer kind of thing for it. it was that the what is it called? The pilot. That was the pilot. Yeah. That was the pilot. Yeah, that was the pilot. Where he goes to HBO and he makes up a story about his father-in-law. Yeah, yeah, that's the. Well, pilot. I had never seen that. Yeah, that was supposed to be before the show actually happened. And I'm watching it like two nights ago, and I mean, yeah. I was cracking up. Oh yeah, no, that one's hilarious. Oh, when he did the, the funniest one, is the one where he's Hitler, who hates magicians. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, "Where's the rap?" Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, 
But uh, where is the rabbit? Yes, yes, I know, but come on. <laughs> anyway. I liked the, I liked the, uh, I liked the, uh, the wanted... Jesus' mom. Whose mom? Jesus' mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, how's, uh, how's your boy? Uh, Stephen, is it? Uh, how's he, you know. i tell you what was, what was one of the, one of the, I mean, it was very, sly way of doing something. It was the episode where his wife decides that on their anniversary they're gonna get they're gonna do their wedding vows over again. Okay. And she has written a script for the wedding vows. And they're in bed together and she's reading the script. And She's telling you what he's going to say, what she's going to say, you know, like that. Right, right. So, she she's she's telling him one of the thing, one of the along the, during the conversation and different things that he's going to say. One of the things is, and I will love you for eternity. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets to the argument about when when she dies and yeah. ending up in heaven. He goes, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> you mean after we're dead? My oh, God. Oh man, that was beautiful. But you know, only Larry David could even think of that story. You know what I mean? I mean, that's it's so simple and so like a no-brainer, but he just thinks of stuff like that. I just think it just comes to him naturally. I really do. Cuz I understand that whole show is uh is is done off the cuff. Uh yeah, well, I mean, there's there's rough, yeah, there's like a rough outline for a scene and then yeah. 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 And then they have uh, what's his name, Lewis, Richard Lewis. Yeah, yeah, he's on there. Yeah, I I, 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 I kind of met him actually. I met him at a concert. Leonard Cohen. Do you know who Leonard Cohen is? Yeah. I went to a. I got to go to a Leonard Cohen show because I worked for a uh, company, uh, AEG Live, that owns the Staples Center, and they they represent you know like all the big artists, Prince, Leonard Cohen, a bunch of different artists. But I worked for them for a brief while. And uh, the boss was like, look, I got tickets to Leonard Cohen, like, 12th row in an opera house thing, you know. And he's like, so, you know, the wife is sick, you want to go? And I was like, absolutely. And backstage, talking in, in literally in one corner, these three people, Dustin Hoffman, Richard Lewis, and Sting. Chase. It was almost like they were like, "You're a celebrity. I'm a celebrity. Let's let's you know like the so only all these people are Leonard Cohen fans. Yeah, they were like back in the like I would say backstage, but they were in the VIP lounge area where you allowed free drinks and you can smoke and it's great. <laughs> and uh, and I just was standing like about because I'm a an eavesdropping people watcher and I was just standing like ten feet away and it was all about Richard Lewis, of course. Yeah, everything was Richard Lewis's health problems and whatever. You know, he was like, "Let me tell. I got this. I tried to sit in this in the seat on a plane. You know, and Sting is just like, what? And Dustin Hoffman's kind of laughing with him, just kind of, yeah, yeah, uh huh, yeah, yeah, uh huh. That's what he kept saying. And Richard Lewis is going off on like you name. He was bitching about everything there was to bitch about. That's that's his whole act. His whole act is bitching. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I just thought in a private conversation, you'd think maybe he'd calm it the hell down. <laughs> and then I uh, think I think he's just doing his own. I think his act is actually him. Is what I think. Yeah, 
I, I, I was, it was just, it was weird. It was weird. And then I went to go get into the theater and, and this fan, this Australian guy of all places said that he saw Dustin Hoffman on the New Year's Eve in New York, like 10 years ago. And they had a drunken conversation and it changed his life. And it was like the happiest moment of his life. And he was like going off about this. And meanwhile, Dustin Hoffman is blocking my entrance to the theater. Dustin Hoffman and this fan. And I'm like, I can't get in. And Dustin Hoffman keeps looking at me like, look, I'm sorry. I'm blocking your path. I know. I can't. He's a little guy, isn't he, Dustin yeah. Hoffman? Yeah, little guy. But he was very nice. He kept looking at me, giving me this, like, I'm really sorry that I'm blocking the path. I know you want to get in. Give me a second. I'm trying to get rid of this guy. But, you know. Yeah. Uh, and this guy was, like, there to see Leonard Cohen and everything. And so finally, you know, Dustin, I was, oh, well, thank you. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. That was great. Yeah, I remember that. You know, and the guy's like, do you? And he's like, yeah, it was great. New York City, New Year's Eve. 19, you know, whatever the guy said. And you could tell he clearly had no idea what the guy was talking about. And Jeez. just kind of shook his hand, and the guy went off. And then he turned to me and goes, so sorry. And I was like, hey, look, crazy fans. What are you going to do? And then he goes, I know. And then that was Jeez. it. So. Well, that's a, you know, that's a, that's a big thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Dustin Hoffman. I mean, you know. In California and L.A., I would think the opportunity for these kinds of things are... Yeah, you would think that. I mean, that's I, when that's I ran. I remember running into Robert Mitchum at Century City Bank. Yeah, I don't know who that is. You don't know who Robert Mitchum is, who's now deceased. Well, that would probably help. The greatest but... act. Oh God, I don't even want to go any further. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sorry. go any further. Do not go any further. I mean, I've run into weird celebrities in weird, weird places. Robert Mitchum is like in the same breath as Clark. <laughs> or somebody you know yeah. Humphrey Bogart I mean Robert sure. Mitchum is big or was big I've heard the name but I I mean you'd have to I don't know I, I well you know, I'll, I don't know. I, it's like you understand like happens I love this most of the time that I run into celebrities it's at a bar and I'm drunk and I'm like I don't want to go up like part of me wants to just be like hey man rock on you know just just be like I enjoy your work but then I'm like, they hear that all the time. And B, I'm drunk. And I know I'm a lot more, like, I say shit anyway. Like, when I'm sober, I, I will say the wrong thing all the time. Yeah. Um, just kind of for a weird reaction. And I know yeah. when I'm drunk that it's like 100 times worse. So I feel like I'd probably go up and say something. I'll give you a brief example of something that really happened. I was it was at, when I did my internet TV show, I was at a party it was like a, a private party at this opening of this new club, and they invited a couple of the big hosts out to, to interview. And I was at the time the big host. So they were like, we need you to interview the, this guy. He won the Academy Award for, um, uh, what was that movie? The uh, Speed? No, not Speed. No. What am I thinking? Crash. Crash. Oh, the Middle Eastern guy or something. Or maybe Crash won the Academy Award. I don't know. One of the two. I think this guy himself won the Academy Award. And they said, uh, they said we need you to interview the guy. And I was like, all right. So I'm interviewing him, and I'm going to ask him about, you know, whatever the hell have you. And I said, you having a good time at the club here? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, pulling down to, on, on the fine ladies, are you? Getting all the, all the fine ladies with the Academy Award? That's, that's got to look good, you know? I got an Academy Award. Oh, here's my number. And he's kind of laughing. He's like, yeah, well, it helps, you know. And I was like, you know what? You're a good guy. And he's all, thanks, man. And he's like, ah, it was fun talking to you, too. And he kind of puts his arm around me, so I'm thinking, yeah, we're buddies. So I turned to him, and, like, on camera, this will never air anywhere. 
Uh, and the, and the, the network never invited me to any of these events again because I arms around him, cameras are on us, like e-cameras, all kind of different cameras. And I turned to him and I was like, so let's go get some hookers and blow and pop this party off right. And he gave me this look like I don't know why you even think you can talk to me. He just like gave me the most disgusted look and wandered off. And I was like, what? Who doesn't like a good hookers and blow joke? And then, and then all the cameras dissipated. I thought they'd. I would. I thought for sure that was going somewhere, but nobody picked that story up, or nobody aired that footage of this drunk host going. Well, like, hey, there's you know, certain things that aren't funny. That was hilarious to me. Still <laughs> what is. I'm saying. Well, that could be a problem right there. Well, no, that still is though. If you saw somebody saying that, you would be like, "Wow, that's hilarious." No, I would not. You don't think that's hilarious? Telling the Academy no. Warner, "Let's get some hookers and blow." No. All right. Well, there's nothing funny about that in the least. Really? God. Well, that's about, I might explain why you weren't laughing just now, then. No, it's not funny. Really? Uh, we'll see. We'll see when this podcast comes out. How many people think you know what the hookers and blow joke to the Academy Award winner guy? That was that was good. I like that. That's funny. To uh, me. I wouldn't doubt that you'll probably get some people that'll like it. I, I personally, it was not funny to me. I like Larry David things. <laughs> Well, but that's that's a sort of a Larry David thing. It's a, no, Larry it's David. It's an awkward no. moment. It's a very awkward moment where I was like, Larry David would never. That's what you call. That's I don't even know what kind of humor that's well, an attempt the, at. But it's what not, I was going uh, with is like, look, I knew the guy would definitely say no. You know what I mean? And that's the joke of it. I wouldn't if he was like absolutely and was serious. I'd be like, I'm just, I'm totally kidding. Well, you're, I, you're obviously you know. joking. Yeah, but the joke is not funny. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's fair. I just, it was, it felt like a nice, <laughs> awkward moment, like, put the guy on the spot. And, like, how's he going to respond? And he was like, I have n- I have no good response to this. A good comedian, if I had told that to a comedian, they would have had a good riff. They would have they would have done something with that. It depends on the comedian. I, I said a good comedian. Bill Cosby. Oh, he would have a ball with it. No, he wouldn't. He would have a ball with it. I'm sure he would just be him insulting me, but he still have a bowl. Well, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Your time is about up here. Look at this. It's quarter two. That's a it's shame. It's getting close. It's getting close. I have to stop it there because we get into a lengthy discussion that then has audio problems and connection problems and it just didn't sound right and everything got broken. So uh, we'll try it again at a later date. Uh, this Thursday, two days from now, we're going to go over some other topics we meant to discuss on this episode. So I hope you enjoyed it so far. I hope you'll continue to listen. And uh, we'll be back uh, just in a few days. And then uh, again, uh, we'll resume our regular schedule of posting every Wednesday morning. Should you have any topics at all or uh, things you want us to discuss, we're always open to suggestions. Um, you can either go to Mitch Dad, that's M-I-T-C as in cat, Z as in zebra, D-A-D, dot Tumblr dot com, T-U-M-B-L-R dot com, and uh, post a comment there, ask questions there. Or you can email me personally at me, M-E at R-E-V, M-I-T-C-Z dot com, me at RevMitch dot com. Also, uh, on Twitter, my username is RevMitch, R-E-V-M-I-T-C-Z. You can do an at reply or something like that. I'm all over the web, really. So 
if you want to get a hold of me, say, hey, I think you guys should talk about Blankety Blank. We're always open to suggestions. doesn't mean we'll necessarily take it under wing, but uh, we welcome the enthusiasm all the same. Thank you for listening, and we will be back shortly. <laughs>